Okay. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> okay. That's what I got. <laughs> woo, woo. Okay. <laughs> Here we are. One year that I have been shut down with my ministry. It is January. What are we? You guys? 13th. I'm finally getting to release something public that I have not talked on. I've God has shut down my ministry, pretty much muzzled me and silenced me this this past year. Um, so, well, I'm wanting to do a teaching with you guys, but this is to release a word kind of publicly, I feel like, what God wants me to share on because, like, those of you who follow my ministry maybe have attended anything, had prayer by me, know that my jam is the spirit realm. I don't want to deal with politics. I ain't going to deal with presidency. I'm going to deal with the devil and the demons and what's taken place and what's been going on that Jesus has silenced me on. And uh, there's such an excitement like in the spirit on this to like get get this out of what God's on, what's been happening in the spirit realm. Um, the fact that I have, you know, held things about Jezebel, just things that were going to happen, going to take place. And God has never let me pub publicly talk about that or publicly share things about um, the demonic gifts going on, um, the demonic, the, the wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, I pro started prophesying at Abide so two years ago that, um, well, I would just say, I wasn't sitting in my prayer closet hearing God say this to me. He didn't say it in words. I, I sense and I feel things. So in the middle of my speaking, picking up that, that God was going to come in, Jesus was going to come in and turn some tables on the church, and there was going to be a sifting that was going to, gonna come in and a lot of people are saying well man 2020 like sucks it was hard the sifting yeah no this was like a trailer <laughs> now this is not to put fear in people because here's who needs to be worried about the sifting the preachers that are watering down the word of God who are trying to teach God yet not display him the ones who have hidden stuff in their closets they got sin going on. They got things that they think they're hiding from the Holy Spirit. That's what the Spirit of God is on. God's come back for his sheep. He's setting the people within the church free who have come under the idea that churches looks this way and always have just because it's all they've known. You have pastors who are preaching right now because their dad was a pastor that displayed this is the way you pastor and feed the flock. And this is how we do it. We do these things repetitively over and over because we're so-called helping people. We're releasing prophetic words telling people that this is God's voice on this. Yet they're drawing people to themselves. Whew, I thought I wasn't going to yell. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> okay. yet, yet the word that they're saying is God, even if it's accurate. But if it puts you as God, there's a deception that you get taken under in the spirit. That you have aligned with something that is not of him. And there's a thing happening in the spirit. We have a, a flip that's going on. Now everybody's in fear. The prophetic's confused is not knowing. Um, and the thing is, is what was picked up prophetically was in the spirit. So I'm not saying it's false prophecy. This was in the spirit. Like God's hands on all of this. And those who think God has given everybody over now to the enemy or is afraid that they didn't do what they were supposed to do in praying things to come. That's demonic. That is not of him. This is his word, and he's moving on his word. Ugh. I've never really something like when I'm like this. Whoa. And I know for a fact that 
him specifically, first of all, taking the muzzle off me, which is very hard to put a muzzle on me. So we know, we know it's Jesus when I get silenced and my whole ministry gets shut down because that's him. You know, he wasn't letting me address this because, that, man, I, I sat back. It was so hard to even look at social media and how people tried to, tried to, um, try to handle these things. You know, the, these relevant pastors who think that talking about Black Lives Matters makes you relevant and not racist, you're aligning with a demonic spirit. So let me explain something in the spirit realm. You may hear a spirit called greed and think that a spirit of greed would look the way as a person not um, giving to others, right? They're greedy their money. Let me explain to you demons. <laughs> and this is where I have a PhD. You want to question me? Don't. <laughs> I know this stuff. I don't care about your theology. I don't care what you've read. I don't care what you have figured out in your original language. Let me tell you that I understand what the demonic does. So what they do, one of the things, greed. So you would immediately look at someone who does that as greed. Here's what demons do. They flip things in the spirit to get you to sin to align with it. So spirit of greed, I'll give, it, I'll give a story. Um, being in someone's house and cleansing it, well, have wealth, they are not greedy, very, very giving, give to tons of ministry. When I'm walking through the home, the demonic warfare on that house was screaming greed, meaning that something in that home put coveting and jealousy on people who came in and saw what they had. Now you have people who are gonna be jealous because that's their own issue. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, and you ain't releasing anything, that person's just broken, and they naturally do that. So understand what I'm saying. This would be not that person that naturally always goes to a place of jealousy and envy because their own crap, but this would be somebody who doesn't, we, you know, normal, and you, you walk in and something comes on you to covet. Now, the word greed isn't in scripture. Um, it would just be translated as coveting, basically. So it's a desire for something. It's wanting more. It's desiring what that person has, wanting it for yourself. So in the spirit realm, somebody would look like they don't, they're not greedy. But if they showboat and there's something of value that they got from that money, from their possession, spirit realm, alignment of a demonic thing comes in and then it releases it to someone else through a voice that harasses that person when they're in contact. That's where, and people would be so confused. Demons do what's backwards in the spirit realm to get you to sin. So you have people who think that they come forward as a pastor ministry and say, I'm supporting, you know, Black Lives Matter by what I'm saying. Let me tell you what you're doing in the spirit realm. I'm addressing the spirit realm. I ain't addressing racism. I ain't addressing the writing. I'm addressing demons. Demonic spirits were actually releasing racism through all of it. They were doing the opposite of what people are thinking they're changing. More division took place. More division took place. Now people need to understand this and clear their minds towards media, towards social media, towards pastors, towards prophecy, and they need to pay attention where the heart goes. What are you afraid of? You want to grow your audience? And say you, you're doing this, not having an idea that you went and talked to God and understood what is taking place right now spiritually. I couldn't understand God. Here's, I'm sharing my personal journey. I'm not going to, I'm going to call out certain things that I know the Holy Spirit's on. There's other things that 
they may have been called to this office during this time to be public in addressing these things, okay? And that's between them and God, you know? And unless God totally is like, but I don't publicly call, well, I'm gonna talk about one person because he's already been public. I don't publicly call people out that I know. I know by looking at people, I can pick up spirits instantly by a look, by what they may say, by their appearance. I don't need to hear your prophetic. I don't need to hear your preaching. I see stuff, okay? So I, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't, I'm not gonna publicly like do anything with the that necessarily prophetic that we're maybe called to address these things publicly during this time. That's what God put on them. I just can understand for myself where God, the last time I publicly spoke would be a year ago, February, um, at that event aglow. And there's a lot of older people and they're all were in ministry and a lot of them because in leadership and stuff like that. The word that I had for them, and that was for me, it wasn't just for them, was that God asked me to starve his sheep. And I spoke about the scripture of how Peter was asked to feed his sheep. And how weird it was for me to have God tell me that the prophetic, that the leadership, that the fame, that all this stuff that's infiltrated his children, that, that people are going to people over him in his heart. His heart is not to hurt his sheep. It's to save them. And he told me that the feet of the sheep had gotten fattened. They'd been fattened by gifts. They'd been fattened by fame. They'd been fattened by a false display of God's love on this leadership and on the gifts of the Spirit. And they needed to be purified. They needed to be purified. So that's the last word God let me ever share and talk. And at the same time tells me, you're going to back off the church you started. You're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to lay hands. You're to say no to prayer. Oh, the opposite of every idea of ministry. The opposite. Because God said, I need my sheep to come to me and not to a man. Fame is getting removed. And all the false prophets, let me explain the difference. False prophet spirit in 1 John verse 4 is not the same as a false prophet. Okay. The goal of a false prophet spirit that a false prophet 100% operates in, and then a false prophet spirit can be on Christians, <laughs> tons of Christians, like nine out of 10, okay, just saying, the, with the gift of prophecy. I won't go that far. I can go that far if I want, because I've seen it, and I've had to deliver so many people of it, and I've had to watch people who won't get free of it, um, because their prophetic gives them power. And false prophet spirits are not inaccurate prophecies. That's how people translate that scripture. They will say, so you'll have denominations that are going to, will come forward and say that this person's a false prophet because this prophecy didn't, didn't come, didn't come out. You know what? A lot of those people are false prophets. Here's the goal of a false prophet, misleading God's children. It does not mean false prophecy. Paul called in Galatians five, false prophets, people that were just adding to, um, the gospel, making them law. They, they wanted to circumcise people. They wanted them to do things that were the law. They're called by misleading. That was not falsely prophesying. For those preachers, I'm about to call out some other stuff. For those preachers that do not operate in one gift of the spirit, but only operate in their place as a preacher, which would they call, um, oh gosh, what did I just, in a few, just an office. So they're, they, they have an office, which they call pastor. They don't operate in any of the nine gifts of spirit. Some of them preach that 
cessationist, you know, that, 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 that the, the, the um, gifts are not for today. Oh, good Lord. Oh, my sir, you got so much theology, so much knowledge, so much understanding. You are a false prophet misleading his children. Because the goal on you is to remove the power of God that will change those people without your mouth. Yet you control by your doctrine. So the people that want to go out and publicly call out this, yet you don't live in one of the gifts you think you're going to call out. I'm sorry. Paul called out what he walked in. What he walked in. I don't want to hear one word from a pastor that doesn't touch the gifts of the spirit calling it out. It is demonic. And until you understand the power of God in that way, when you come forward like that, you are misleading his children and I'm afraid for you. For example, you guys remember that video a year and a half ago that went viral? Remember that? That one that was like talking crap on all those denominations. Not denominations, they were nailing a bunch of you guys know which one I'm talking about, right? <laughs> you were shaking your head. It's the one that you know who went weird about. Okay. It's the one that was going out where they, he, he's literally nailing anybody in the, in oh, the yeah. charismatic, <laughs> like all the, all the churches. I mean, Joyce, they're talking about like Joyce. Uh, it's any of the Hillsong, Joyce Meyer. I mean, he went after, I mean, he, this guy, this Baptist pastor, man, oh, good Lord. I could not, in two seconds, I was like, good Lord, this is so incredibly demonic. And here's the twisted thing. There's some of those things that he said and called out that were true. Okay. They're, they're true. Yet he was fully aligning with a false prophet spirit, misleading God's children and putting down others that God will put and will call out himself. We need to stop thinking we ourselves name a person. I, I, I nail the spirit realm. That's what I'm going after. You partnered with it. You're going to get nailed with it. That's just part of what it is. But I ain't calling you out as a person. Well, here, let's take a moment for me to say I told you so about something. <laughs> Carl Lentz. I can finally publicly talk about this. I'm about to go off, okay? Here's why. Now, I may have just said, who are you to call a person out? I ain't calling him out. God called him out. He's already out, okay? So this is why I'm going to talk about him. When did I say, a year and a half ago in the witchcraft training, I said, someone who's going to get exposed, we're just going to take a minute and say, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> I never went public. I never defamed, never say anything. I said, we're going to go into an era. We're going to see all these people. I say, Carl Lentz is aligned with Jezebel, and he's going to fall into sin. He's already in it, and it's going to get exposed. <sighs> Did I think it was going to happen? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but God is saving him. He's saving him. God is not trying to mock his pastors. He wants them to know him, and they can't deceive him anymore. They can't lie about him and on stage yet live a life that is not submitted to him. He can't do it. He can't allow his children under it. This is not to mock. Hear me with this. Those in leadership that are hiding things and think you're lying to the Holy Spirit, get on your knees because the light is about to expose it because he's saving his children and he's bringing them back to him. 
and the church will look different. I would look at pictures. I didn't even know who this guy was. I don't follow people like, I don't know a lot of that stuff. I remember seeing it come up. Like, who is, who is this? Like, social media. I was like, oh, this is that pastor that was, has been, you know, known with famous people. Interviews on Oprah, GQ magazine. How did the church not see this? Where is, like, the discernment on people that we would think that God fits in to society? He doesn't fit into society. He doesn't. He doesn't. And if we think that that's favor, that is a demonic favor from hell. That is not of God. It's not of God. Man, I wasn't going to, this is, I'm like, I'm going to talk so soft because I'm not a big crowd. And it's going to be so soft. I'm yelling at you guys like there's too It's that easy, dude. That easy to flip me on. It's like, I could probably have done it if it was just my cat. <laughs> I could preach the same. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, I just need some people while I get this out. I'm, I'm going to be so calm because there's not a lot of people. Wow. Yeah, because it ain't me. It's Jesus. And it is, it is, it is his presence. And I know because I've gone through it. I am not coming from pride. I'm coming from knowing him and knowing his heart and giving him my all and giving him my ministry, not wanting fame. People who get a lot of attention for what they do, just assume, just assume, just immediately assume money comes in. Things come in, they immediately assume that it's God's hand Yet their heart wasn't listening clearly to God and everything. And a, d a demonic spirit came in to blaspheme their ministry, to blaspheme the voice. And when it does, the world seduces. Imagine getting that famous. Thousands and thousands of people. You're so well known. You're on Oprah. And you're going to say that you're fully displaying God's voice and who he is. Yet you're that accepted. What on earth? What Bible are we reading? I'm blown away. What on earth are you freaking reading? You're not reading the Bible. You're reading GQ magazine. <laughs> you're reading Oprah magazine, dude. Like what? I mean, I just blown by discernment. I don't. I'm like, please, people, like, meet God for him. Not through this display. What did he, here's how I... Well, first of all, I know when someone's like really sold into certain sin by the feeling I get around him and seeing him. All I had to do was look at his picture and I was like, whew, holy crap. He, he's, he's aligned real bad. And we need, this is God's, God's gonna, God's gonna do something. You want to know one of the main things, how you can feel what someone releases, just giving some people some tidbit things to understand and discerning demonic spirits and stuff. Go on an Instagram page, social media, and you look at his social media. Tell me if you look at it, do you think about God or do you think jealousy? I promise you people got on there and thought, man, I want to be a pastor if this is what I get. Look how cutty is. Pictures of, okay, filter a little bit. <laughs> so I'll just start. <laughs> yeah. Um, go on there and 
tell me you get super ministered. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because here's what's happening. He's releasing demonic Jezebel. It's a seduction. It seduces. So in the, in the sphere realm, his social media was seduced. It's all fake. I mean, it is, I mean, I, I, I pray that this, that guy takes this opportunity to repent of everything because what was exposed was not the only thing. So I just pray that when these people, when, when you got to get to your knees and say, man, I tried to hide that from God yet to split him. Man, I did that for myself. I hope that the humility before God is a true honor and love, like loving him back for how much he loves you to save you. And when he captures the heart and he captures the person to save them from what they're doing, but also to save his children from them misleading them, that they would take the opportunity they would take it, take it for what it is. That this world seduction is so, so bad. And the fear that's in people right now, God, there should be so much joy. God has not left. He has not forgotten. And the enemy does not have control. He doesn't. I don't care. The, I don't care politics. I don't care. I do not care. We must find the higher wisdom within all of this because the revelation above this has not been released in the spirit. It hasn't come yet. There's going to be things prophetically that people can't pick up yet because there's a crazy high revelation in what God's doing right now. And and the hand and the power of Jezebel that has infiltrated 98% of ministries. Every mega church is under the structure of that. Whoa, I get to say that publicly, baby. I haven't been released on that. Two years, I get to finally nail Jezebel. I can't wait till I get to release more about this. Okay, every mega church, people need to hear this. I do not care who you are, what you think about it. You need to know this spiritually, what's going on. Any mega church is structured more of business than of God is the head. And that's just what it is. And that is Jezebel's power. That is an alignment with something else before you make a decision that is just from him that could shame you, could take away all your following, lose all your money. Yet it was him. It was his favor. It was him displaying himself, removing the display of human wisdom and the human hand of God's order. He will come in and he's going to expose things to bring people back to him who've been misled and other people who have sold into this thing, believing it was God's hand in his favor believe because your church blew up that was him oh when what happened to that pastor when a church blew up was it took him into sin because his foundation was not found in him where rejection where favor where numbers where money cannot touch you because you are surrendered to him till none of that stuff matters a new thing coming in well i can't wait till i get to start my bible school right now only 20 people listen to me. But <laughs> when Jesus releases, I'm going to purify new people coming into ministry. That's my, my thing, right? I'm going to start this Bible school. People need to be taught doctrines. They need to be taught different different understanding. We need to cleanse the gifts. We need to remove the witchcraft. We need to remove the desire for prophecy. We need to remove what people are doing, why they're doing it, and no social media. Yeah. Whoa. No social media. 
So that's the thing in the spirit on, on what's going to come. Social media has been tricked in the spirit that it has to be there and grow in order to bring people. There was none of that in the Bible, yet people came because they heard, right? Should it not be that easy for people? Maybe we need to find it. Maybe they need to find him on his own. Because what happens when the power of social media, the power of the media, the power of the, the, the things that draw people, then, then you all of a sudden no longer get accountable to his voice. You're accountable to your audience. Why do you think so many ministries couldn't go silent in this past year? Because they have so many followers, they're expected to feed the sheep. Yet in the spirit, there was a starving to the sheep because God wanted them to come to him. Not everybody just continued to prophesy his word. Ah. There was a sifting of him grabbing people and it's just beginning. He needs more. And all the people that are afraid, you have nothing to be afraid of unless you're hiding and deceiving and leadership from him. Then you need to be careful. For people who are gonna hear this, that it's you. Pray that your pride and you judging who I am and what I'm saying and what my background is, hear God's love and his heart for you. There's a chance for repentance. Now, when I knew and saw Carl Linson says he's going to get exposed, I would never publicly say that because my job, what God calls me to do, has not called me to heretic hunt, publicly defame a person because here's what's going to happen you may say i'm defamed no i'm not he defamed himself he already came out publicly i ain't defaming him he did it okay so anybody who wants to think that that's not what happening if i did this to him before he was exposed it's totally different there's a chance for repentance i don't care who the person is i guarantee you've been in a season of god pursuing and calling repentance to these leaders right he does not Release judgment or exposure without a season of grace and repentance and mercy to it. And then we'll give it to you after. There's that season, right? I'm picking this up when I was picking it up. Sure, there was a season of repentance like everybody gets. When you don't submit in that season of repentance, I mean, you know, right? You got to experience that firsthand in your marriage. What happens is that all of a sudden it's going to get exposed by God's hand, not a person. Not a person, any person who gets up publicly, who defames a person like that guy did in a video is so demonic because he called out people that that was God's job to bring repentance first and God exposed. Now you say, but I'm supposed to be Paul and we're supposed to call out faults, blah, blah, blah. Oh, be quiet. You don't even know and understand to walk in the fullness to be able to legit call a name out and think it's your God. Like God's going to do it through exposure of sin, exposure of sin. And here's another thing, God, it's going to be blatant because discernment, when we get discernment, it's blatant seen. I can see this on people because I've been stripped and stripped and stripped and stripped and stripped and stripped to my discernment to understand this stuff. I didn't just get this. I didn't just get this overnight. When people align and pick up the discernment, it will be blatant to you. There doesn't need to be this public shaming of calling people out because God's going to do it in this next season because Jezebel is getting released to backfire on itself. Now a spirit full circle, explain this real quick because this gets really hard for people to understand. I try not to be too, too into confusing people spiritually with some of this stuff, but anyone who's going to hear this is already going to have 
some understanding into this stuff and that's why this word's being released is for very specific people people who would get this but when a spirit goes full circle this is what that means when i say that every demon will release judgment on itself when it goes full circle now i've taught about this in abide but we have this with judas and basically judas the devil goes into judas and then does judge releases judgment on satan by killing jesus right then what happens judas commits suicide when a spirit goes full circle it releases judgment on itself but the person who partners with the spirit in a full alignment whether it's a full false prophet meaning that they're doing something i'm gonna i ain't gonna say everybody would say you call someone they're not safe i'm gonna go go there with that there's too much wisdom into these things some some could you know could not be i don't want to go into that i just i see there's a difference between a false prophet spirit and a full false prophet because so many people already carry false prophet spirits it's just the agenda of of what it does is always going to be the same which is mislead people so um when a spirit goes full circle like if when it gets released what it does it'll release its own judgment but then it'll also release a torment on the person who fully aligned with it okay so anyone who's going to be fully aligned with like this the spirit of jezebel that is seducing the church has fame the false prophets that they want to teach just doctrine but won't address anything over there but think they can get up in heretic heretic hunt there's going to be like this thing that's going to go full circle to it's not going to release good things for you any longer what it released for your power and control of your doctrine it won't release that any longer now some of these people may not have a, a totally like hidden sin like you know an affair or something like that that would get exposed as to what they're hiding but there's other things there that naturally will get aligned with because you are not in the fullness of God and what you do and you're leading people. So there's going to be something that it flips because that's what these spirits, it will go full circle. And, it, and it, if we're in this season where to expose the power that, that, that Jezebel's had on the church means that it has to be allowed to release its own judgment. What does that mean? It's going to get worse before it gets better, but it's joy. It is joy because it is the end point is what everyone's seeing. People are believing that God's doing this new thing, but everybody gets all afraid and we're, what is happening? No, Jesus, this, we got to let, we got to let Jezebel shoot her pretty little foot off. I am going to take that spirit by the freaking head when I'm unleashed on churches because there is such a power. The spirit of Jezebel, I can't go into a full thing. Man, I could do two hour teaching on Jezebel. Ah. The spirit of Jezebel is okay over every witchcraft spirit. Okay, so when you hear someone say that person's operating in witchcraft, Jezebel is the head of that. And I don't want to go into too much of, the only way I'll describe that real quick would be because Jezebel was over all the, all the um, false prophets of Baal. She empowered them. She gave them an ability to do what they were going to do, right? She let them have power over the kingdom. Prophesied do, right? She had a power over them, okay? So any witchcraft, anything like that you're going to hear, that is under the spirit of Jezebel. And if I can't even go into like the level, this will confuse so many people, the level, something was shifting over this last year, a hundred percent. The coronavirus and what was happening spiritually was a huge or territorial thing. Some of the people don't have a clue what I'm, I'm just going to refer to a principality. I'm not going to go into the details. I would say the best description, no, I'm not going to tell people this. I don't want them to research it. Nobody should be researching these types of things anyways. But you, we had a huge shift that was, that was taking place. Um, you know, over, over the, over the church. Now everybody thinks it's like, you know, it's hell's come and like, we're being taken, 
taken by the cap. No, God, 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 God's gonna come out of this like a roaring lion and have his church back, and he's excited. He is so excited. Everybody's like freaking out. You have no idea. God can't wait to get his church back. If people would just stop listening to prophetic videos, stop, stop going to the conferences. Says we know what God's saying. Like go to him. Get with him. Like get with him about this. And people may, may say, well, you're releasing you know, um, a word on this. Well, guess what? I've been crushed for the last year, bedridden basically for 10 months sick, enduring what was happening in the spirit realm. I can carry this word. There is a crushing to the word of God. Anybody who releases a word and gets glory, that is not, not of God. Because any word that is purified from God will have so much pain. There will be shaming. There will be mockery. Why? The enemy hates the word of God. Hates it. So when we get all this stuff come in and there's no opposition on what you're doing, you're just saying, and I'll pull in all your conference. Like, ugh. well, there's some older, older people in ministry who have been in the fire and they have the foundation to carry what they do. I'm afraid of young people in the prophetic who get well known, have this following. I just, I am scared for you. And even though I have hated um, I never wanted the attention or anything that came. So this is, that's not like a strong, I mean, I would be Sia if I could, you know, that singer that puts a wig on her face. <laughs> I'd, I'd be the, <laughs> the, the, the um, ministry leader that puts a wig. I would do it, but my head whips and I'd fly my wig off my face. <laughs> that's genuinely like, I don't want the attention. I just want to see God do his thing. And I know that to see it happen, I have to have, people listen and, and know who I am, know, know who I am, so I have to do it, but I would have, I know God's removed, I am to, to be off social media, I mean, he's removing, when I finally pull the plug, it'll, it'll come and I'll know when I finally am not to, but I'm to have a ministry that doesn't do it, he's calling me to have no money involved, so anywhere I go and anything I do, um, there is no payment, I don't get hosted, I'm going to pay for myself if I ever, when I go to, you know, people or leaders or anything like that, because that's, what God has shown me to keep everything always pure in alignment with him. And that's how I'm going to train it when I get my Bible school. And I'm going to get years, <laughs> And I'm going to teach that this is, if you want to be in a pure alignment in your heart, you don't do anything for yourself, that you really are so submitted. You're not doing that to grow. So, I mean, so many people are looking at ministry because what they get, that they get on stage. And, oh, the power of the prophetic. It's so demonic. I mean, they just, just check your heart, people. Check your heart where you want why do you want a gift? Why do you want to do ministry? And you may say, I really want to feed the sheep. But how bad do you chase God to understand what it means to feed the sheep? Are you so submitted every day? Because when people run around in circles in ministry and they don't actually stop because they have a following that they have to feed because they believe the word of God has told them that and they don't pull back and submit and get real with his voice and be rested and not extend themselves till they wear themselves out trying to do this idea of feeding the sheep. You know, how power looks on me is so, I mean, it can offend me. People, they say that's not God, whatever. One thing that this has done in my life has taught me the preciousness of his spirit. That I don't extend and do tons of spray. Like, I burnt myself out, obviously, from that, the, you know, the last year before that. And I learned, like, first of all, no. <laughs> that the power of God's voice, it's not candy. And people shouldn't come to you over him. 
So he started, like, you're going to do the opposite of what the prophetic looks like. You're going to actually shut down, stop praying for people because I'm teaching you the, the, like, the beauty of it. Like, I have literally been through so much crap to do and just be, like, want to just see him get what he wants, which is his church. And just the preciousness, like, of his power. Like, people don't understand the preciousness of it. And it, it will kill you. It'll kill a person. If our body was, like, it kills our body, his real power. People don't understand that the real power of God will kill the body. We cannot be in the presence of that true holiness. And so I got to learn, like, oh, my gosh, this precious, this presence when it hits me like it actually hurts me and it makes me stop and go this is precious like this God is for this event you pour it out and then I have to rest for how nobody can con you do not pray for people you don't respond to email you shut down and understand what you've endured to know me like this I want my children to be willing to do that that you would give your body up that you would sacrifice your body like I endured so much physical stuff because of the warfare and the spirit on what I do. And so many people, I don't want to hear your theology. I've had too many people telling me their theology, I'm doing something wrong. No, I'm not. I ain't. And I will teach you another way because you aren't reading the Bible. And anybody that tells you that it is all about knowing you do, God, Jesus already, Jesus already carried the cross. Who do you think you are? You, you think you're going to carry, really? Oh, really? <laughs> physically what I've been through and you know abused and stuff like that like what happens when people have been through a lot of stuff like you can carry stuff physically in your body like you can make yourself chronic illness and sickness from trauma from the way you think the way you do so I mean drugs alone god so much crap happened to me physically like I've had chronic issues and surgeries since like a teenager and you know get taught all this stuff about healing oh when I get to demolish that theology it's not yet that'll be a curriculum <laughs> i need curriculum i could come out this year with 10 curriculum <laughs> um you're all silent <laughs> can't wait um that i would hear people tell me how to believe to get healed which was just confess and believe god does it you know this will but yet i continued to struggle while i was fully submitted and doing ministry and i always would pray and hope and have like people who are have the believe they have the healing anointing really want to pray for me to get healing and yet I never never happened like it never manifests I always still no matter what I did I had have had major chronic chronic um stuff that would make me like better and people just wouldn't know it because they only see me publicly and nobody knows you know what happens behind the scenes and I've never shared this like that much that how bad I've actually 
experienced it. And I get all these people want to pray for me and say this. And then God tells me last year, I'm now releasing a promise on your life, a purified promise. It's not going to make sense. And I'm going to heal your entire body. And I'm like, oh, what? And this is, you know, you guys saw it. But people who are listening don't understand how this came, how this, it's, it's a story. I'm not going to show you the whole thing, but um, it was a lead up to how God starts showing me that this is what's about to happen. It literally aligns with the coronavirus when it starts. And so it begins literally like mid-March last year where God's saying, and I'm, he's showing me like, I'm going to cleanse out your body from trauma, grief, everything that's happened in your stomach, to your neck, to your head, like everything physically. Um, and I had dreams that it was going to be probably painful. And I would, I talked to people in healing ministries and everybody said, never heard of this. So I have nobody telling me that they've ever seen this before. I have to go by the word of God. I was mocked. I was told to go to the hospital, told I had a coronavirus. Um, and for it to continue as long as it did, we are expecting it's three weeks. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to be healed in three weeks. I think at one point I was like three days. God's telling me three days. It's like God was tricking me to what was going to happen to me. And the most painful thing I've been through my entire life was my healing. No one has said they've had pain in their healing. So how, what do I go off? I ain't going off anything but his voice. And when it manifests, fully manifests and it's seen on me, then they're going to know God's voice was true and how he's healing me. But basically like look hospitalized like for this you guys witness this and luckily everything is shut down you know in the world and in ministries and i was already being silenced that when it began to happen it it's been me clinging on to what the word of god told me is going to be given to you because you suffered i'm going to give you life in your body that you lost and it's not going to look the way you've seen healing because it's between me and him to believe that God you don't have to work for him you don't have to pray enough for faith you don't have to continue to fight for for something for your deliverance or for your healing you just gotta get your heart submitted that's it it's not all the tools even though I slam tools because they will help it is not it is the will of the heart he just wants a submitted heart. I'm like, if it would be that, like simple, if people would just a submitted heart and the promise on that, that he would give me something greater in my body than I ever had. And that's my promise. 10 months, people, a month longer than, than child, than pregnancy, overdue freaking baby. 10 months of this and I'm finally, finally I'm back. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm flying back with the left hooks okay <laughs> because I can do more for God whole and healed and the devil's gonna go running that I could do a, a broken before I could still <laughs> you guys need to laugh out loud because it sounds like I'm just laughing at myself <laughs> you guys are all silent because we're recording and it sounds like I'm just chuckling at my own jokes, which I would do anyways. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, so with like releasing this word and, and the warnings and just the people that may, I mean, man, be like, I don't want to, I don't want to go through that. Yeah. Um, I would say, what do you want? How much do you want God? How much do you put aside everything of this world and just want him? 
tell you an awareness of like what you release in the spirit. If I ever came into money <laughs> that I would be aware of what I did with what I had as to what aligns spiritually. Like an awareness to things in your life and what you do. When you have a ministry that so displays like how big and great you are and your number one bestseller. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. One of the things I know for a fact that God will never let me do would be, well, there's no need for that now. There's nobody trying to publish me. There's maybe two people reading my book. So <laughs> I ain't worried about a publisher, but I'm going to talk about it because one day I get, okay. I would not ever partner with a, a publishing company ever. I don't give a crap what they would pay, how much they say they would market me. I would of course never pay a publisher either to do my books, that's nuts. Why? Because I don't need to promote. I don't need to promote his word. He promotes it when it's pure. It goes, it's gonna go, it's gonna go. And you know what? He will block it because it's I'm pure in what I'm doing. He'll block it from going to places it's not supposed to go. I mean, I've been so like, Good Lord, rejected in every, every dang area. And God just always is telling me this is like my high, high level, like favor, because I'm going to keep you in a lane that's just going to be me and you, that you will know no recognition. You will not care about any man that, uh, any people who are, um, put you on a, think of you this way, shame you, maybe say this about you or think you're this, that it wouldn't affect me not. And now, of course, some of that stuff is always going to, effective person but at this point I am so like done before God that I just don't care anymore I mean I'm a trainer I used to care so much like I would never are you kidding me what I'm publicly saying right now is nuts I just would never ever do this I you you, you, you gotta get to a place of just you and him and not needing the result of what you're doing and when people need a result of like what they're doing in order to get them to do it then you're not in pure obedience. Like what if your faith isn't your confession, it's your obedience to him, which could cause rejection. And that faith of obedience is gonna release a supernatural favor. Because you, okay, I was saying this, you really wanted me, I know, to talk about a fasted lifestyle. So Moira asked me the other day about, was it Mark 9? It's Mark 9, right? Okay. Um, about the demon that the disciples couldn't cast out. And they said, um, they said that um, Jesus said it only comes out with prayer and fasting and how some people translate that. And she was asking about, I was like, well, Jesus's idea of fasting is a little scary. <laughs> so when people say, oh, you just gonna, it's just about your faith. You just have to believe you can cast out that demon. It's just your faith. Go fast for a couple days. And you're like, oh yeah, Jesus's idea with fasting is not eating in a wilderness with a the devil talking to you for 40 days. That's how he fasted, okay? So if you want to just think it's like, yeah, right. That is a submitted, crushed, repentant life is what that is. So I was telling her that I felt like one time, because God hasn't told me to do a fast and I don't know, it's been a couple years, but I don't do fast unless like it's so God tells me to do it. God told me, you you live a fasted lifestyle. I was like, fasted, fasted lifestyle. I felt like he's telling me like, you live a life that has been so submitted that there's certain things that there's literally a grace on that someone else couldn't do because their life isn't fasted and that thing would derail them. But because of having a submitted fasted lifestyle where there's some, there's suffering, there's endurance in that, it keeps such a pure alignment. Now, the stuff and crap I've been through, 
God has told me, because some people will be like, oh, you just think you carry that cross and mom, shut up. That's what my answer now. That's all I can say. Because <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear, hear the freaking theology on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to walk out the back door. Um, and that God is like, this, that you would do it for this long, the second half of your life won't have any of it. Woo! The warfare, the things that I that I put up with, that I did, that that I get the promise of it while I'm alive. You know, Hebrews 11 says that some of those people died without seeing the fulfillment of the promise. A lot of them saw it, though, you know. A lot of them did see the fulfillment, and I'm taking that land. To be willing to submit that much, to get to see his power of restoration, but also recompense, when people think their recompense is their gifting, their fame, that that's God's hand, that that's it, unless the fire has burned a hole up your butt, <laughs> decapitated you. <laughs> what was I reading? Oh, Galatians 5. Paul tells them about circumcising. He goes, I wish you'd just castrate yourself. <laughs> It'd be funny. Like, that's what I'd like to say to some people. Okay, going off left field. <laughs> Redirecting. Uh, that there's going to be things that you should be willing to give up, not for the reward, but for him, and then let him give you the reward because your heart was pure. And the, the chasing that's happening, the chasing of understanding God's word through a person and not through him. Now, the prophets in the Old Testament, let me explain something. The Old Testament prophets, the reason the people had to follow them was because they didn't yet, Jesus hadn't come yet. God didn't live inside them yet. That was how they heard his voice, right? The office of the prophetic in the New Testament is to be a purified office that is operated in and released, but it is always to bring people to God's face, not to the person. So that means that sometimes the prophetic needs to be silenced in order to not become an idol to the church that puts it above God. And what if God wasn't an issue necessarily with certain, what if God was asking, will you be shamed so you would be fallible than I'm infallible? I still love you so much, but I love every, I love my children and I just need them to see me. I've gifted you. I honor you. I love you, but I need me to be the God and I need all idols removed. Would we be willing to be shamed for that? I mean, I'm so glad I don't, um, have like a following or anything. I got like 200 people on social media, which I love, which is nice because I don't like being like, I had one anointing for one year to get on social media and post stuff and my anointing's now gone and I'm back to my normal self, which doesn't like that stuff. But um, that if people would release God's word in just a complete purity that there isn't anything of what comes from what you release and that if you get shamed for it, yet you still know God loves you, that you sacrifice yourself and your gifting to get people to him. It happens in that. And I've been so glad that I haven't had much like a following and I had to learn shaming privately. God, God blessed me with that. That I had a shaming with the prophetic 100% where I was getting confused. It was his voice, but there was so much wisdom in his voice and I... 
and I talked about it in a rational way without sitting with his word, without, you know, I just got so like, man, spun and understanding the prophetic voice of God, the gifting. And what happened was go through a crazy time where I didn't think I could hear him. I was so torment, like what on earth is happening? Witchcraft came into it and all this stuff gets infiltrated. When a prophetic word or what you say, feel you're hearing from God, if it's an idol, it gets open to um, a witchcraft spirit misleading you. Meaning if it's an idolatry in your prayer life, like it's something that is such a focus for you that is um, above God. What happens is even if you're hearing God's word on it, because of the heart getting aligned into the prayer, you you begin to pray through an idol and into an idol. I mean, it's in Ezekiel, I think 14 um, is a good illustration of where God tells Ezekiel to hand them what they want through the, their idolatry of the, of the false, um, false prophets. And that can happen. That can happen in, in your prayer life. So you have that where you're hearing the word of God. Something else, you know, comes in and people are like, oh, what happened? And they got misled. But getting to go through that, man, it taught me so much about the wisdom and the voice of God of sitting with it, of, of, the, of how like there can be a shaming, how there's such a higher understanding, how to be careful about, you know, certain details or what you may feel and whatever. This is, this is my personal journey, man. There's people in these offices have been doing this for so, so, so many years and, and it's different for the, and I am not putting any comment. This is Sarah, Sarah's journey with, with the prophetic. So that's, that's what, what I'm saying right now. Um, it's not a formula. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not teaching a formula to people. Everybody go through these things. Like this was my sifting of the prophetic. Well, what happens when I come out and I get, so everything happens the opposite. It's so twisted in this. When I came out of it, my gifting went like, holy crap. I just remember the first time it happened to me and I was coming out of the such this testing and crushing and go to Rosalind's prayer group and she doesn't show up. And I just felt like I was supposed to show up there. And well, I start, you know, shaking. I'm like, oh God, this is for me. I'm taking over. So then I take over the whole prayer thing because she didn't show up. There's like 30 women. And I was like, do you guys care? I'm about to go off because I was getting hit so hit. And I walked in something I've never experienced, never felt. It was like I was being handed a list of every woman by just looking at them and putting my hand on it. I could read their mail instantly. And I did it within like two hours, like 20, 30 women. And I walked out like, what on earth? Like... I was in outer body because of the purity of the clarity of God's voice that came through me and I could hear. And this, the interesting thing is, is when it comes to like that type of thing, there's, there's like things that God will quiet down, test the heart. If you don't hear me in that clarity, do you still trust or gifted? Like if people understood like the wisdom in his voice and how he's, pursuing hearts and how he's drawing people to himself what he's doing with it he was purifying would I walk away from him if I felt shamed by his word or hurt or misled would I blaspheme God would I walk away from my mint he he, he tested he, he tested he knew what I was gonna do he knew I'm always gonna choose him that's that God just knows I'm not but he, you know he, 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 I think he has let the devil sift me because he knew I'd take the head of the devil. And I am so good to do that. I got no problem with it. If I get every dang head of Jezebel, every demon, I'm going to smack everybody with my head of my heads of giants I've taken and help other people do it. So because of my competitiveness and, you know, I think that some of the pressurizing that I've had to go through was because I do it, first of all. Um, a lot of people won't do it. They're not willing to go that far. Man, they give up. They walk away. They go, what, this is God? You'd live this life. You've had hardship, but man, you got his favor, a hidden favor that people wouldn't understand and not think it's favor. They'd probably go, what the heck are you, you doing? It gets mocked. 
especially like just ex example like that i can tell people i'm talking about it now which is crazy i'm publicly talking about this healing you guys isn't that trip i've been able to tell like four people now he's letting me actually talk about it because there was such a mockery on it there was such a mockery of people who were gonna not understand and think i was like incredibly ill and should be hospitalized you know what on earth is going on with her that I had to freaking hide and do it by myself because I was so sick of people that I couldn't tell I couldn't nobody can understand that 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 God was actually releasing a promise that had pain on it because it had to have pain because it's bigger and beautiful and more pure than other promises and when you get something like that if there's not pain on it then I'm scared of your promise I'm scared of your promise because what's going to happen? You're going to get that promise and not um, be in the fullness of Christ with the promise. And because your heart had an idolatry of the promise, the promised land now looks pretty corrupt because the heart was in purity going into the promise. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> Who would have known this, this much coming out of my mouth? I'm a, how long is... What are we at? Fifty-six minutes. I thought it said three hours. I was like, "What? How did that happen?" That's fifty-six minutes, right? Am I reading? Okay. <laughs> so I was looking at something else. I was like, "No way! Wait, was I just taken up in the spirit? What just happened? Is this three hours?" <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus. So, hmm. So the biggest thing that. Why God? Well, first of all, I think God wanted me to release the word of um, the fear that's happening with people. Um, that there, there doesn't need to be fear and we don't need to keep running to someone over God because of what's happening right now. This is to take people. And the thing that's going to happen with like, okay, so I mean, obviously we all know that the, these platforms are being taken over and you know, social media and all the, all the media crazy stuff and everybody's getting um, flipped out about it. Well, it's because I just think I don't want to be on social media no more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I think that's the purifying thing we're going into. What's crazy is Raven felt this, told me the same thing. He felt like he's supposed to get off social media and not have a, a non-profit, um, which I honestly think that's going to happen for me too. Like, like everything's to be different in ministry. Money, there should be no contracts. I will never speak for money, never. I'm never gonna um, ever let someone contract me in or you know offer to pay. I will go where God tells me to go, whether it's one person versus 500, and that's what. Um, unfortunately, I think people, they the the big big people are um, just looking at the crowds, and there's payment. And as much as they're releasing a word that is from. God in it because of those alignments that are normal in ministry so you wouldn't realize it's off that's why I'm not like condemning people because this is how ministry has gone like this is how, this has been normal like I even thought that that was all normal like I didn't know until God started you know messing with me on it and was like no you you're not to do any of it like any of it so I wouldn't have known it so I'm there's no con I'm not like seriously I'm just I'm just telling you what's in the spirit for what's coming new and what new people coming into this coming into ministry, younger people, whatever's going to happen, that this is a purified thing that's going to come in. This is a purified thing that people are going to, that are going to be called specifically to lead people like this, which is the removal of money, the removal of numbers. And people go, well, how am I going to support you? God will support you. God will support you. This last year, I did no ministry and had more money come in 
than I did when I did ministry. Because that's Jesus. Like, it makes no sense. I don't take up, like, I don't take payment for anything. Like, I mean, it's just God. It's how he does stuff. His hands on. I, I had questions with people who took, I'm just going to say this because God's letting me say, God, he's letting me whack a lot of stuff today. This is so cool. Um, people who had um, ministries and had to take money from the government this past year. I'm just going to say that. That's off spiritually. Because when your ministry is like aligned with, with God, he will provide through him, through him. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't use the government. He will use the government. I'm talking about when you're doing something for him. Not, it's nonprofit. It's people who, they're, it's the people who take payment from ministry. I'm not talking about jobs. I'm not talking about the people who went into horrible, horrible things this past year. Um, I'm calling out uh, churches if they did it. Seriously. Woo! And I'm allowed to. He's letting me right now. Because, and I know this, because guess what? I got a nonprofit. And you may say, well, she's, she's small. Yeah, well, Jesus still takes care of me. Doesn't matter. If it was bigger, he'd do the same thing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where I'm small versus you have a mega church. I, because you're structured under Jezebel, my friend. That's why you had to get money from the government. Oh, man. <laughs> I told you I was coming in with laptops. <laughs> Sarah's been silent for a year. <laughs> and in bed. <laughs> coming out like a freaking pit bull got unleashed <laughs> dang and god's letting me say this this is not me man i have i have as much as people think that i you know say whatever no i don't there's a lot more other stuff i would say publicly that i don't so i'm not as mouthy as people actually i i i i have learned enough from god when he um shuts me down and he will straight up shut me down and like silence my mouth. So I know when I'm saying this, this is his spirit on this and he's calling it out because he's calling out the hearts. There's something very wrong with that. Um, I rem I think someone, I don't know who asked me, might have been it, my dad or my son asked me about that. I was like, no way. I would never, ever, ever. Like, I have a, I, what I do is for God. Why on earth would I need the government? He has provided for me through hell through things, I I mean, he doesn't, when I would be doing events, I was anointed one time to take up an offering in how many years I would look so stupid when I would try to do it because I wasn't anointed for it. He didn't want me to do it, but I felt like I had to because this is how ministries do it. I thought I was following the ministry idea until people would tell me, Sarah, let someone take up an offering and I never would let anybody and then I think I would do it and I either would forget or I would say crazy stuff. I remember telling People one time I was going to rob them and turn them upside down and shake their pockets. <laughs> I was taking up an offering for Ray. I was like, oh, maybe you should have someone else. I literally said that. I said, if you guys don't donate to him, I'm going to rob you. <laughs> you need to get it. It was, it was, it was for him, not me. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'm not anointed to take up money. And uh, uh, that's Jesus. Yeah, and people are like, no, this is the way the church does it. We have to take up the offering and do, and yeah, I mean, um, that's not what I'm called to do. And so I think that there's going to be a purity that comes into ministries where like the removal of any type of money that God, like literally his hand is just so on it, you're taking care of. Like you're just so covered by him that the fears of getting paid for this, the fears of pulling in this, like is so removed. And I just want to like speak to younger people or like people want to be in ministry and like tap the hearts of, of people and also rethink what's been the norm. And it's not that no church should pick up offering. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying that at all um, because I, I don't have a real big 
thing on that. Um, I would more say itinerant speakers, uh, people who are going out and like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do, you know, kind of what, like I've done or something. It's like you have your own thing is considered a nonprofit. Well, first of all, I think nonprofits and stuff are going to get, um, oh yeah, feel that done away with. Um, because there's something that is um, spiritually off with that because of God's hand. And the crazy thing is um, God doesn't want people ministry poor. <laughs> and that idea is that, and so people translate that as, well, I should get thousands of dollars to speak, right? Like it gets into the other thing where there's wealth and that ain't it at all. It is just the start. I just think, here's what I think. I think there's going to be um, people get... Um, What's it called? Provided for by investment. Oh, investments. Uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, whether it's like, I don't even understand this stuff, but like stock market, like stuff where there is something that is in which everybody's been prophesying money from the, the wealthy that is demonic, that's put in the hands of the righteous, that's in alignment at this transfer of, uh, well, and you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I just, I just think that people the people who are doing things purely for god that money is going to come in differently than how people are thinking money should come in and associated with what they do and if god's like putting this on on me to release this right now then then it's for people coming into into ministry younger people who are thinking about ministry and people who are um you know i'm i'm sure nobody that gets paid a lot to speak will listen to this but maybe it will <laughs> make them rethink you know because what happens is you're contracted in the spirit realm so if i get contracted for something where where okay for this much money you're going to come in and do um like an event or a conference and you know you'll get picked up from the airport we're going to put you up in this hotel and uh do all do all this stuff um what happens is that you are now under like their align their authority so you're under all this stuff that they get power from paying you, from hosting you. So is, is it gonna is it gonna filter some things you might do, you might say, like the choice and decision for anyone to go speak somewhere should involve none of that and only God's word that tells you to go. That's it. Tells you to go. Now what comes from that, you know, whether people pay into your ministry later, that that's hands off right i don't know what that's going to look like in the future what god's hand is on that but there's no contract into ministry into the decision of why anybody does what they do there is to be no choice from anyone else there is to be no power over you you aren't aligned to anything um because when you get contracted in like that it's it's going to be a spiritual alignment like for people um god so father Whatever this is of uh, what you're wanting to say to just the ideas of what ministry is, the way that it's looked upon by people, the way that the display of gifts may appear. <clears throat> Let's talk about false gifts real quick. When it comes to understanding, people try to say, like I was talking about earlier, that the false prophet... Um, a false prophet spirit is discerned through false prophecy. No, it's not. Um, not at all. And discernment, because, yeah, false prophecy could be a part of a false prophet spirit, but that is like the, that's the small part. The, the biggest way that the spirit is deceiving is having accuracy that misleads. So you're having people with uh, prophetic gifts that have false prophet spirits that give an accurate, so this is in, so now I'm, 
releasing some of what's in the, the book I just wrote, the knowing him. I give such tiny intros into all these things, like, because what God's doing is grabbing hearts and enlightening people. I've never been allowed to, like, go off on things that I have known and picked up for years, and he's never let me, like, publicly, like, explain explain it, but he, he's, he's trying to trip up the heart to pay attention to why they go and what they're getting from the giftings that people operate in. And a false prophet spirit, 90% of the time that spirit accurately prophesies. Um, and, but it prophesies different ways. I don't want to talk about the high, high level prophecy of how it does it because I feel like that gets too confusing but the normal prophecy for people who would come into a prophetic setting would be just a prophecy that feeds their soul and it has an accuracy in it so when I so you know prophesying that someone's going to be well known or um it has a detail that removes faith does that I know you guys understand that you guys have heard me talk on this stuff I, I want to have it clear for people who aren't going to fully understand that so if you get a prophetic word from somebody or you're in that setting and it has such a detail to it that it removes faith. Like, you know, that prophecy of when what's her name said, you're going to meet this person the next day. And it was like, it was witchcraft, right? Because the person that the person met, it was like, well, I don't want to go into detail. It was a very detailed prophetic word given, right? Um, to the, to a guy who said, tomorrow you're going to meet this woman at this conference and come to the long term of that. It was a witchcraft word of a detail, of a foreknowledge that she had. She's still saved. She has definitely, I mean, she prophesied accurate stuff over me, over marriage. Like, she was accurate, like, in, in the stuff, yet it was infiltrated with that. And it would, would come in because it brought her honor, brought attention. And so when that brings into the heart that becomes an idol of <gasps> puffing you up by what you just did, you get open because of the heart alignment to your prophecy having um, a tainted spirit that will give you details. Because, like, if we think that, God, it's a, like, oh my gosh, if people even understood the infiltration that are on the gifts today, so many people have no idea that's how they know stuff. Like, it's a trip. You know, like, people have, I mean, they, that have had, they had witchcraft dreams of giving them detail and it was freaking witchcraft. I mean, I have so many goodness so many stories and it's not because I'm nailing all these other people I have experienced all of this I've experienced I've done it I've dealt with these spirits I've had them in my prayer I've been stopped by a man I mean I have so much experience with this stuff that this is not me coming in and being like oh these people care no I freaking have dealt with it so I want to help people like understand your gift will get infiltrated when it glorifies you and not God it will get infiltrated and it will carry accurate details that feed things demonically that appear to be God. And it isn't. It misleads people. It causes them to look to you beforehand. It will make them um, uh, feed an area of their life that kind of feeds their flesh and a choice. So giving that word that she would be prominent, uh, which I had... I saw, I mean, that was not accurate, man. I, I mean, shoot, I'd done so much ministry and knew, uh, like, you know, in the spirit. And I've seen this multiple. So a friend of mine who operated in this, this is when I first started really getting a huge dose of witchcraft and understanding when someone had the spirit. She could ma manipulate you emotionally. And she could read mail on, like, like we were out somewhere, and, like, and the guy who was, like, certain, I mean, she could re read his mail and it made me so mad because the guy was kind of flirting with us and she 
seduced him with it and like was intrigued by like like there was a demonic thing on why she did it and I watched it and I we got in like a fight about it afterwards because it's like what are you doing like you're using your and then what I started realizing that wasn't a gift like she had a witchcraft spirit that she could read like things on people to seduce and mess with mess with them and feed and feed herself and it looked like it looked like prophecy. It looked like she, it was a gift. It was completely demonized, you know? Like, that's crazy. And it's not like she wasn't saved. Like, this is, it's just her heart of intention, of seduction, of what she gets, what she's getting from doing it. It opens them up immediately. So when people desire the gift over God, when you go into a teaching, you hear people teach on prophecy, the prophetic school, the, the conference of prophecy and stuff, stuff, stuff. And the people in the audience only want that gift. They're there just, oh man, I just want to know how to prophesy. I just really want to know and understand how to do that. Why? Why? Why do you want that gift so bad? Like, if you want him, you don't need to want the gifts. He is the gifts. I'm like, I, and you know, and I can't be too, like, smack, 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 smackety, I don't know the word of that to be, because I was in that. And that's just natural. The thing, the thing that it is, is this is normal. Like this is, that's why people do it. They're, they don't think it's wrong because this has been normal. This has been how the church has done it. And you either have the denominations that, that completely caught heresy that come from it from another way. Like that guy with the video that will, that, you know, I, I'm scared for that man because of what he did in the spirit realm. I'm scared for the judgment on him. <laughs> he is accountable to what he did. You know what I mean? So you got that side that are, that are doing it from a way of not having any intimacy and power of God in them. I was watching a video, um, um, and I'm not going to say him publicly because he hasn't been nailed, but, um, I was watching a video, of a very conservative speaker. I wanted to hear what he had to say about, um, gifts of the spirit. Cause he's a cessationist, which is, they don't believe in any of that. I was just curious. And the whole time, as soon as I turn on, he's talking, I start weeping. Like my spirit just starts crying, like God's heart for him. And I kept hearing, he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. And I was like bawling. I had to like turn it off because it was so strong in the spirit how much God grieved that this man would publicly say that God doesn't display himself that way. God, I'm afraid when he gets to heaven, he gets before the one. I'm afraid like for those people, like, oh, that you would come to know him on earth. Like, oh God, I don't want to, don't want to get to that. And that like the heart of God isn't like condemnation for the, the, the children who have known this to be normal, have known churches, ministries, preachers, they get paid, they get attention, they grow their social media. This is their norm. It's not condemnation. It's grabbing the hearts and saying, why? What if I want to do it differently? What if there was no need to like go after the gift of prophecy because you're so intimate with him? It's like, you just know. You just know. I mean, I think the only reason, like, God has me, he lets me, you know, that I do get to speak on it is because I ain't going to tell you to try to get it. I will never say that to people. I don't want, don't tell me to impart something to you. <laughs> I'm going to stab you on the throat. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, impartations. <laughs> I'm going after everything. <laughs> Impartations. Oh, we don't need, like, you can nail this. Ah, impartations. I have a little issue with impartations and the idea of it. You want me to impart something to you? I am going to punch you. <laughs> punch you in the stomach. <laughs> Cut off a 
leg and say, now you can have some. <laughs> People want things of God that they didn't submit to him to get from him alone and not from a person. I don't need an impartation. I've had, okay, so I've had a couple impartations. And when I got those impartations, good Lord, I walked through a lot of stuff before it released. And he got just used a person in prayer, but man, the impartation was from him and him alone, and I never pursued it. I never wanted it. I've never asked someone for an imp. That's so weird. I never even, like, I don't even think I ever, really, if I've ever prayed for gifts. I've prayed for, like, authority, wisdom. I'm not sure I was ever one that was like, oh, I want the gift of prophecy. I didn't think, I had so much self-hatred, I didn't think I could do that. Like, I just thought those were super special people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just children that know the Father, and <laughs> that's all it is. When it's purified. When it's purified and it's not demonized, that's who it is. And when people look at that gift, that that means that they are higher than, that they are more than, you have no idea if it's impurity because it may appear accurate. Pay attention to the seed. When it comes to you, where does it lead you? Does it lead you to the person? Oh, the people that want to show up to the conference for a word. Oh my gosh, I want to go to Sean Bolt. I hope he prophesied something detailed over me. Go to God. I'm so sorry. Go to God. Now I have... um had seasons where, man, I really wanted to get a good prophetic word. So I, I understand needing it. So I'm not putting down needing people to display the gift to you, to lead, but it needs to lead you into intimacy, never to keep returning to the person that gave it. That's what God, that's what God was telling me. You need to shut down praying for people because you're getting people repeatedly wanting to come to you wanting Sarah, what Sarah's got. What are you picking up in the spirit, Sarah? What are you? And it was like, I was like, no. And I mean, I felt it. It made me feel angry. And I remember a conversation of uh, that I felt guilty for feeling angry and that I needed to repent because I didn't want people showing up to be one anymore. <laughs> I remember that. I don't know if you guys were around during that time. Like I was, um, I just didn't want to deal with people. I remember having to go into, and I found out, Someone texted me that 15 people were showing up for me to deliver them after I had filmed the night before staying in freedom. I cried. I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, God, like, ugh, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want people showing up. Like, and I have to, do, I just, it like would make me feel like so it's like off, but it, it, people are like, but wait, that's what you're called. That's what you're called to do. I'm called to bring people to him. That's what I'm called to do. When it turns into something other than that, if an anger comes on me, God has shown me, that is my anger because I want them. And people have so twisted ministry. They've so twisted the idea of feeding the sheep. They twisted the repetitiveness of what they're to do because they have the following and because they have to show their face, keep their face in front of people, keep their face, you know, it, 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 to make sure that they're doing it so nobody wonders what's really going on. You know what I mean? Like, and it's because this is trained. It's not knowing it's a, like necessarily a sin. It's been trained in the church. This is so normal. That's why I feel like the grace of God and the mercy of God, of him sanctifying the church, of him exposing wolves in sheep's clothing, there's such a mercy and a grace on it. And the deception of fear that's in the spirit realm. Man, there's such a joy in the spirit. Man, I feel it so strong now. And the, and the huge shift that, I know happened like in, in January with, and people wouldn't understand this. A big shift happened with Jezebel. People don't, people are seeing the opposite and it did. Um, and I know that. So how it plays out is going to look a certain way because the shift is a foresight. 
You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's a a seeing ahead here. (laughs) Jesus had like joy, power, and uh, on the glory and the resurrection and the glory of God. Like his joy is what God was going to get fulfilled by his sacrifice, right? Himself grieved before it happened, but he knew his father had joy on it. Now it says in, it's Isaiah, what is it? 53, 54, that, that um, God was, um, oh gosh. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. It's basically that um, God was happy about his sufferings. Jesus, this is not the word, but that's what it, it meant. That it um, brought God joy for what Jesus went through. Because God saw the outcome that God was getting his children back, that Jesus was going to be glorified for what he endured. That the devil was going to lose power if people understood. We are not in fear right now of the enemy. God is allowing the enemy to release judgment on himself so he gets the church back. And eyes need to see this right now and stop running in fear to the prophetic. Ugh. What if you don't have a church to go to? Where do you get fed? Because at some point, you got to start getting fed by him and not a pastor, not a prophet. Yeah. Because that, that is only a display of God's character. It is not the fullness of his face. Only Jesus carries the fullness of God's face. Not, not a person. Oh, God, I pray this just brings like hope God to the fear right now to the confusion like hope of knowing that God sees the resurrection power and judgment and glory that Jesus brought he sees that on his church and he's taking it let the devil do what he thinks he's gonna do have at it, Jezebel. <laughs> then dismantle you. <laughs> We're going to dismantle it off of the church. I can't wait till I get to go. <clears throat> the leadership in ministries that have aligned with the spirit. Now, this is going to take years to watch this play out. Um, they got to break ties. They got to break ties. There's got to be repentance of things that they didn't know was an issue. When they thought it was normal for these things. And there's a mercy from God on it. There's a mercy and a kindness from God. But he's asking that people would look differently, maybe. Consider it. Consider it that it made them make decisions for those things rather than for him. To consider what rejection or shame would be okay so that you're fallible so he's not fallible. (laughs) God is allowing the church to be fallible because he's unfallible. And until people see that there is a foul, there's a thing that is not of purity, is not of accuracy, it is not fully of him, that there's deception and he's exposing that so that he is the one that is infallible. His word. <sighs> God, hour and 22 minutes. Okay. Jesus. Woo! So, Father, I pray that like hearts, 
hearts hearing this, how many people that this touches, that it would bring hope to people who've had fear, that to people who want to be in ministry or look at ministry a certain way, that it would shift hearts, and that the wolves in sheep's clothing, hmm, if it gets to any of them, whew, which I hope it does, that they would know that they can't hide and lie to the Holy Spirit and try to display his name. And that a season of repentance has either been on you or is going to come on you. And he's going to tug the heart before it goes public. <sighs> Man, who was that? That well-known guy, well-known and revival charismatic dude that was like sleeping with his secretaries and doing crazy crap and prophesying over people gets exposed and then goes back into ministry is just dumbfounding dumbfounding that people follow that and he's been exposed publicly so i don't care i don't even know his i forget his name people who know this is a few years ago but i feel like there's been stuff talked about him a couple years ago but he he was a well-known teacher he's a bigger guy i can't remember who who he is um, but what he did is, is so disgraceful, um, and it came out public, and um, people who are hiding things like that from God and walking around trying and displaying gifts, first of all, your gifts are so demonized because of the sin in your life. You have such an access open door, and you think you're still good because your gifts are still flowing. <laughs> I'm so frightened. I'm so frightened for you. Whoa. Mm, and there's such a warning in the spirit on this. And, 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 and there's a harshness to the wolves in sheep's clothing. There's a harshness to that because there's something in the spirit of those people that their heart has been so hardened, so turned away from God. And he's given so many chances. And now the jealousy of his children that you've misled. Oh, the jealousy of his children. No. <laughs> I don't want to come under that accountability of misleading and thinking I'm lying and can hide from the Holy Spirit. Oh, those people that think you can hide from the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, there's a light coming of exposure to bring you to repentance, to know his face, to understand how much he loves you, that you don't need those things that feed your flesh, that make you feel good because he will make you feel better than any of that stuff could ever do. And the seduction of Jezebel to be severed from your life so that you would know God above everything else and everything you would do would be to choose to display his face and not your own. God, and the anointing on this, the anointing on this, Father, I thank you, God, right now in the name of Jesus, that it's tangible, Father, that it comes through, Father, it grabs hearts, Father. The ears cannot turn away unless there are ears that are not to hear it. Right now. God, I pray it captures the people who are to hear this, Father. Oh. I release this, uh, this shift that's, that's taking place um, spiritually that has already been done, yet doesn't appear the way that people would think. That there would be hope. There would be excitement for what God's doing. Don't run from if there's a sifting of your idols, of the things in your heart. 
Don't run when God wants to put a fire on it so that he brings you face to face with him. Don't run from it. It's his goodness. It's his glory. Find him in it. Because the hope and the promise of a submitted life is beyond your understanding. Oh, God. So, Father, I just release that over minds. I break condemnation. I break shame. And I call out wolves right now. Call them out. You cannot hide from God's, from God's eyes. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. Let what happened to Mr. Carl Lentz, <laughs> let it be a sign of what we're walking into in the era and what God's doing. <sighs> that there would be a submission of pride, a submission of desires to just want to know him and for the children that have been misled by these things by his children that have been misled, that you would find him and his goodness outside of people in ministry, that you would come face to face with him. And I pray that this, video, this, uh, this recording does it. I pray it just softens hearts, that it removes fear, that it releases hope and higher understanding and discernment towards gifts, towards what you want, towards where you go, what you do. And I bless, I pray blessings over the prophetic ministry that, that is out, God, that is in, in displaying your, your voice and purity. And I bless anything that they, that they may be enduring, confusion, shame, whatever it is in the spirit realm, Father. That what's in you and what's pure, what's your word, God, there's blessings on it. There may be misunderstanding questions, God. But that it would be blessed and not condemned by people who would try to twist my words. And I just break demonic spirits that get into the ears of people right now and try to twist what I'm saying um, and try to say bad things in your head towards what I'm saying. That's a spirit. <laughs> it is. We're like, no, I don't. Ju I just don't. Like, yes, yeah, you do. I'll say that over and over again. Yes, you do. <laughs> you just, your demons like are telling you stuff because I'm releasing truth that will set you free. It will set you free. And so the, the lies that come in and say this, this, and this about what I'm saying and why I'm saying it, I break that right now in the name of Jesus and I declare it's purified right now, God. That the deception, anything that tries to filter, God, that there would be such a purity on what I'm saying in your heart towards your children, God. They would see them love. But know that your love, Father, will come in at times and flip tables to bring your children to you. To know you. Because you love them and you're jealous. <sighs> Jesus. Lord, we release this, God. And send this out, Father. To do with it what you want to do, God. Let it reach soft soil. Let it reach open hearts, Jesus. <sighs> Father. Jesus' name. <sighs> <sighs>